Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, alcoholics of all ages, welcome to the 11th episode of If These Walls Can Talk. I'm your host and resident alcoholic, Dougie Fresh. Go grab a snack, juice, pop, or as I like to call it, the champagne of waters, Perrier. We'll get the show on the road shortly. Sit back, hang tight. Yes, thank you. That was I Will Make You a Believer by Canadian rock star Sass Jordan to start off this evening's podcast. And I can promise you one thing after listening to this episode, I will make you a believer. I would like to remind everyone who's listening tonight, wherever you are in the world, that I do not speak for Alcoholics Anonymous and neither do any of my guests. We are simply sharing our experience, strength, strength and hope in the hope that it reaches the practicing and still suffering alcoholic. But if you need to talk to somebody and it's urgent, please don't hesitate to contact AA's head office wherever you are. You can contact them at aa.org. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day so far. I know I am. Now let's start the show. Question for you. What is a life jacket? Quick answer, a piece of equipment designed to keep someone afloat that also go by, goes by the name of Life Preserver, May West, Life Vest, Life Saver, Cork Jacket, Buoyancy Aid, or Flotation Suit. One could say that it has the best of intentions. It wants to see you succeed. I will caution you, though, when choosing the right life jacket, make sure you consider the following. Is it the right size? I know personally I will need a big one. (laughs) Is it in good working condition? Does its style match your style? Not that that's really important. I know mine would be green. It would say Perrier on it. Is it versatile? Does it have pockets? Is it comfortable? Does it require maintenance? But be careful. Sometimes, even after careful consideration... The life jacket isn't for everyone. Strange. Wouldn't you want to be safe and protected? You might wonder why I'm thinking or talking about life jackets tonight, or wondering how I'm about to link this conversation to AA. Well, you should know me by by now. I like a challenge. Recently, I heard someone say AA saved my life. Simple, but to the point. And I became hooked on the word saved. What was it about AA that saved this person's life? And why 
Would you give one program that much credit? Was it the big book? For those people who might be sober curious, the big book is AA's textbook, per se. Was it the people in the program? Was it the stories, the strength, and the hope? Was it the coffee? Definitely wasn't the coffee in my scenario. AA's, some of the groups I've attended, AA's coffee has been horrible. I'm a Starbucks guy today. Shout out to Starbucks. And then I got to thinking, was AA a life jacket? To dive a little deeper into this conversation, I've invited a woman who I've become very good friends with over the course, over the last year, sorry. Um, how you doing today, Stephanie? I'm doing good, John. How's it up there in Canada? <laughs> it's warming up a little bit, so I'm, I'm excited and happy about that. Um, why don't you uh, tell our listeners and uh, the audience today a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name's Stephanie, and I usually follow that phrase with, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I live in Michigan, and I was born and raised here all my life, and I've, I've never really left. Um, I'm 42 years old now, and I'm a divorced mother of three, which is pretty common these days. But I was married for 20 years that, um, of that time. This is my second time in the AA program. The first time I came to AA, it was I had gotten a DUI, and it was court-ordered. And I'd heard of the program of AA, but I didn't know anything about it. And I was pretty nervous about walking into the rooms for the first time. I was a very, very shy person back then and really didn't talk to very many people throughout my daily life. So going in, I was extremely nervous, but it was really apparent, even from my first meeting, that I didn't need to be nervous. I listened to some of the people's shares and the things they talked about, I realized that they were a lot like me, a lot more like me than I thought anyone was. Well, I went there, I had a six-month probation, and I, I thought, well, I'll just go for the probation time, and then I'll be done. <laughs> but I ended up staying for almost four years the first time. <laughs> and I learned it was a really good way to live, and I really enjoyed the program and, and the people. It really helped me a lot. I got through my probation, of course, and had no no problems with it. But as I've heard a lot of people say in the room, I stopped going to meetings. Mm. And it didn't happen it didn't happen all at once. I I slowed down on my meetings and then I moved and I was just hitting a meeting here and there. But after a while, I just stopped going all together. And my life didn't fall apart immediately, <laughs> but <laughs> it didn't get any better. And eventually, I did end up getting another DUI, so seven years after my first one. And it was something I had promised myself I would never do again. So I was 
needless to say, really ashamed of myself and really disappointed in where I had taken my life back to. So I began AA again, but this time during the pandemic. So they had this new thing where you could do online meetings, and I never heard of that, and that was perfect for me. Since where I live, there's really not a very big population, and so we don't have very many AA meetings. And with them getting closed down for the pandemic, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. But it was only shortly into one of the first meetings I attended online that I ended up finding my home group. Mm. And that's the group I'm still with today. Mm. And this time I did things differently, though. When I had gone to AA before, I I loved the program, I loved the people, and I, I loved going to meetings. I went to one every single day. Once in a while I would take a day off, but I always went to my morning meeting, and then sometimes I would go to Friday night speaker meetings at the Ilano Club where the meetings were held. But I never got a sponsor, so I never had anyone to work me through the steps. Mm. And I really never had anyone close that I could just ask questions to or talk to when I had issues arise. So this time, I made sure one of the first things I did was to get a sponsor mm. and start working with that. Nice. So I did start working with a sponsor, and I have a second, I have a second sponsor now. Um, my first sponsor, I we worked together for a while, but we just communicated differently. Steph, Stephanie, we're losing, we're losing uh, your voice here. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's better. All right, sorry about that. It's all right. Um, my first sponsor and I were, we were okay, but we just communicated differently than each other. And I've been told it's okay to fire your sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really fire, but... Um, we did decide that I wanted to work with someone different. And so I did find my second sponsor, and it was great. Um, she's younger than me, which I never thought would happen, but she's really knowledgeable about the program of AA and really a lot about the history of where AA comes from and about Bill and Bob and their life stories. So, through working with her, uh, she lives across the country. I've never met her in person. But we have worked together through phone calls and through some online, uh, face-to-face online meetings. And she has really taught me a lot this time about where AA, you know, got its origination and why we have a lot of the traditions that we have, and she really made me work to achieve each step that I was going through. Hmm. And so it's a great experience. Um, Currently, I'm 10 months sober, 
And thank you. And I have a really good community of uh, fellow alcoholics that I I really just enjoy spending time with. Um, I go to a meeting every single night at my home group, and then I also attend other meetings um, on different days and with different groups of people so that I can keep hearing more people's experience, strength, and hope. Mm. And it's, it's really helped me a lot. And it's a lot of fun. I really like the saying, we are not a glum lot, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably my second favorite saying. Mm. Um, I never thought I'd have this much fun sober. And even especially in the pandemic. And I feel really, really lucky to be able to have this community and this program, especially during the times that we're in. Mm. That, uh, that, that's really well said, Stephanie. I, I really like that, you know, and you put that really simply at the end there, you know, that we're lucky and, you, you know, you're 100% right, you know, and um, I feel the same way. And that's one of my favorite quotes too, you know, we're not a glum lot. So, um, you know, kudos to you on 10 months. That's freaking awesome. And, um, you know, I, I attend some meetings, not, you know, it's the, the meet your home group's a little too late for me. So usually, um, you know, I'm, I'm only there about once or twice a week, but, uh, you know, over the last, you know, a little while I've seen you grow and you're, you're doing amazing things in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. So you should be really proud of yourself. Um, you know, uh, Stephanie, you mentioned a quote to me that, um, you know, which is kind of, you know, it's simple, but it's it's straight to the point. Like I said earlier, you know, AA saved my life. Can you um, can you share with the listening audience, um, you know, how did AA save your life? Yeah, sure, Doug. Um, I say that, and I mean it quite literally. Um, I mentioned that I was married for 20 years, uh, first and only time I've been married, and... Sadly, my relationship with my husband changed drastically over the first 10 years of our marriage. And he became very controlling, um, and I just didn't have um, very many uh, opportunities to uh, have any friends or talk with any other people outside of just myself and my kids and my husband. And um, he was also a heavy drinker. And when I was raised, my my real father was is an alcoholic, and he was a very heavy drinker. So I grew up every Friday night going to the, the bar with my with my dad. And sometimes, even at the age of between twelve and fourteen, I had to drive him home, which I didn't know what I was doing. So it was pretty scary. And I vowed to myself that I would never become like my dad. So I never drank, never drank. I didn't even like the smell of beer or anything. Hmm. But my husband was pretty controlling, and he wanted me to drink with him. So I really didn't take my first drink until I was 27 years old. Hmm. But once I did... It was pretty much off to the races for me because I realized that alcohol uh, really 
numbed and dulled a lot of the pain I was in physically and emotionally, um, being in the situation that I was in in that marriage. But when I did get my DUI, he was obviously quite upset at me, and he did not want me going to AA. And that just had a lot to do with his controlling behavior. He didn't want me to have friends outside of, of our relationship. So I was a very, very isolated person. But the judge ordered it, and so he had to let me go. And it was the first meeting that I walked into that I realized that this was huge. This was a huge thing for me. I didn't expect to talk to anybody. I was so utterly shy and uh, really just a, a beaten down human being. But the people there were, were so kind and so welcoming that I ended up sharing the first time I was there and really just broke down crying because I was finally able to let all the, the pain that I was in out. Mm. And there were people that wanted to hear it and wanted to be there for me. Mm. So I think AA saved my life because from that moment on, I started to find my voice and I started to recognize again that I, I was a human being and that um, there were good people out there and that I didn't have to allow myself to continue to be um, treated the way I was being treated. Now, I'm not saying they helped anything with my divorce or broke up my marriage. I'm just saying that um, the way the people are and the, the way they responded in such a kind and loving way helped me to find my myself again and helped me to make that decision on my own again that I didn't want to continue to live like this. Mm. And nor did I want to continue drinking because I knew it had only just caused more and more problems. Mm. So not only did they help me find that, but um, they've helped me stay sober all this time and the time before. So I know now that I need to stay in the program because this program has saved my life. It's shown me how to be a better person. It's shown me how to take care of myself for once, and it's shown me how to stay sober and happy doing it. Oh, my God. Um, wow. I, I'm sitting there listening to you talk about that situation, and my eyes started to fill up with tears. You know, I, um, I, uh, you know, nobody should have to, you know, be forced into that kind of stuff and, you know, you know, live that way. And, you know, I, I'm, I have more respect, um, for this program and, and what it's done for you just by listening to you share that, you know, so I definitely understand that quote a little bit more, um, you know, after listening to you, to share that, you know, how it saved your life. So, oh my goodness, Stephanie, um, thank you so much for sharing your experience, strength and hope with us today. 
Um, I know this story is going to help somebody else. Um, you know, maybe the next Stephanie out there is going to listen to this and say, you know, I need to, I need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I can definitely tell you that there is somebody that, that you're going to help with this story today. So Stephanie, I want to thank you so much for coming on to, uh, to the show today and, uh, and sharing your experience, strength and hope. And, um, you know, uh, I'll look forward to seeing you at, at more zoom meetings and, uh, you know, have a great, great day. And, um, you know, thanks so much for doing this. Well, thanks for having me Doug. And yeah, I hope the story reaches someone maybe that needs to hear it because as they say, you have to give it away to keep it. Yes, ma'am. All right. You have a good day, Stephanie. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye-bye Doug. Bye. Holy moly. I swear each and every week that just gets better and better stories. Um, you know, I want to thank uh, Stephanie again for coming on the show today and um, sharing her experience, strength and hope. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i sitting here, you know, with tears filled eyes because nobody should have to go through through that to, you know, feel a part of, you know. So thanks, Stephanie, for reminding us how precious this program is. As I said, a life jacket is a primary purpose to save your life by keeping you afloat, keeping your head above water. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I will not let you go under. It will force you to bob in choppy waters and accept the help that is offered. It may be a tight, uncomfortable fit. It may tip you from left and tip you to right and cause you to swallow huge mouthfuls of salty water, but it will continue to hold you up. You may fight against it. You may wrestle with it. You may want more room to breathe, but it will continue to hold you up. The life jacket will not judge you. It will not walk away in anger. It will support you. Its style may not always match your style, but it will continue to hold you up. Doesn't it sound a little bit like I'm talking about the program of Alcoholics Anonymous? AA saved my life. Its life jacket has surrounded me for the last 1,817 days. It may be the first to admit that some days I felt that that life jacket was rather a little too tight and uncomfortable for me. There's been days where I wanted to rip it off and toss it in the trash and call it a day. But it wouldn't let go. It held me tighter. The life jacket knew I needed a lifeline and it wasn't going to give up on me. Let me say that again. It wouldn't give up on me. But even though AA saves our lives, we remember that at the end of the day, it's merely helped us save our lives. We put the work in. Our families had put the work in. AA gave us the tools to be successful. But we're the ones who took the tools and put them to work. Over the past few years, I've seen people reject this program. They say AA isn't for me. And I can strongly assure you that those people are either dead or still out there collecting research, if you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, I can only really speak for myself. My AA life jacket has helped me. My AA life jacket has helped me. Oh my God, I'm still tearing up a little bit as I know it can help you. If you want to borrow my life jacket, just let me know. 
I'll have it here waiting for you until you find one that fits you the way you want it comfortably may not look green and have a Perrier sign like mine's going to have, but I can guarantee you that it will help you stay afloat just like it helps so many other people stay afloat. I want to thank Stephanie again for coming on the show today, sharing her experience, strength, and hope. This is If These Walls Could Talk. Peace and love from the Great White North. Great day, everybody. Keep those smiles on your faces. <laughs>